When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. The Knicks are back in the playoffs. That is not a phrase that has been uttered nearly enough over the last 23 years. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, also on Sirius XM Channel 80. Alan Hahn is the source when you need to know about the New York Knicks. He, of course, of Barton Hahn on 987 ESPN in New York and analyst on MSG Network of the Knicks as well. And he joins us right now. Now, Hahn, before we do anything else, you were on Get Up this morning and you made the following statement in regards to Zion Williamson and where his mentality is right now. Maybe he's not motivated to play here. Maybe it's something more than just doesn't feel right. And maybe that's something that they consider to explore. There will be interest in him. There's no question about it. It's also now becoming a bit of a risk to take on a a $200 million contract for a player that is not available more than half the time. Hun, are you trying to recruit Zion Williamson and at the same time downplay whatever the Knicks would have to give back in return for a trade? I just want to know. I just want to know because that's what it sounded like to me. Who, me? (laughs) Me? Something like that? I would never. never. I would never consider anything along those lines and how he might fit with this team and maybe even tried to put it on 2K once just to see what it would look like. No, I never do anything like that. But, like, be honest with you. Honestly, though, fellas, honestly, there is, to me, and, and like, all kidding aside, there is a motivational factor here, I feel. And, Chris, as an athlete, you could speak to this. When you say, I don't feel like me, that means you aren't in shape. Like, I'm not in shape. Because when you feel like you... You can bounce, you can move, you can run, you can do all the things you want to do because you're in shape. I think he's, he's making it clear, I don't feel like me because I'm not in shape. And I think when he says, I want to be out there, you think I want to just sit on the sideline. No, I don't think anybody thinks that. We all know he wants to play basketball. What we don't know is does he want to or is he willing to make the sacrifices that he's going to have to make with the body type he has to be available to his team all the time. And that means maybe a, a diet, rest, you know, restricting himself a little more and being more dedicated to his fitness. Because I look at him, and the only fitness that I see is him, you know, fitting this pizza in my mouth. Like, <laughs> I, I just feel like he's somebody that has a hard time with keeping himself at the peak elite level he needs to be to perform. And maybe because when he's growing up, like a lot of athletes, man, they – like it comes easy to them, and then there's the challenge. And do can you rise to that challenge? So I don't know, Chris. You you tell me, is is this more of a? Does he want to do the things that it takes to be in a peak condition elite athlete, or is he struggling with that? And that's why we don't see him sixty percent of the time on the court. Yes, would be the answer. 
I, I not only think there are injury concerns with Zion, I do think there's a motivator cuff issue. And all the speculation before the draft four years ago about him not wanting to go to New Orleans to play, uh, listen, man, I don't think that that just goes away. I, and, and he was asked in his second season, how would he like to play in MSG? And he had this huge smile on his face. I, I do think there's something That's there true. in terms of the environment that Zion is in down in New Orleans. And, you know, potentially entertaining the idea of him continuing his career somewhere else. So I, I don't think it's far-fetched at all, but I do think that New Orleans has got to get to the bottom of it this offseason because if they do think that there's the potential for Zion to want out and, and couple that with the injury concerns that he already has, you might be best served mm-hmm. by trying to get whatever you can get for him now as opposed to allowing him to go through yet another injury-riddled season because he's not the best version of himself coming into training camp. Yeah, it's not an easy, that's not an easy place to be as an organization. You, he was your number one pick. You gave him $200 million. After he sat out a whole year with yet another injury, you still put that faith in him. You don't want to accept it. You don't, I understand it. Like, if you're New Orleans – you don't want to accept the idea that maybe he just doesn't – he's not motivated playing here. You know what I mean? Like, and it's nothing about – you know, New Orleans is not a good organization. It's a very good organization. David Griffin does a great job. They have a terrific coach in Willie Green. They've got good players on that team, McCollum and Brandon Ingram. Like, it's not about – like, it's not like they're playing on a really bad team in a bad organization somewhere. But there is something about stage that – kind of get, you know the motivation factor it's not that he's not motivated to play basketball i don't want people to think that's what we're saying i don't want him to think that i think what the pelicans need to get to the bottom to is his motivation to do what it takes away from the game to keep himself available and be at peak condition and i mean all you got to do is look and see that i don't think he's ready to do that yet and that could be an immaturity thing or it could be the the, the motivation thing that maybe a bigger stage or a bigger market or a bigger something might have him a little more, like a little more, little more juice, a little more sizzle that makes him motivated to live up to the name Zion. Alan Hahn of Barton Hahn, of course, weekdays, 12 to 3 p.m. Eastern on 98.7 ESPN in New York. I'm going to let the pizza comment go, even though I took it personally, and all of the <laughs> little comments about being in shape and all that. I know apparently you hate fat people, but we can move on from it. It's okay. Uh, Julius I'll Randall. <laughs> Let's get to Julius Randall, Hahn. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I, don't hate, I don't hate fat people. Why would you say that? Well, because like you're just making again, your pizza it's comments, it's and I think, we, career. I think we just well established that it happened. I mean, Listen, whatever helps you sleep at night, that's fine. That's fine. I'll take it and I'll run just because you're tall and handsome. Good luck with you. I mean, I, you don't have to rub it into our faces anymore. Let's get to the series. How, how crucial is Julius Randle's health in this series? And what's going on with Julius Randle? The health is a very important aspect of this series. And I think today, and we haven't heard anything yet, usually it's about this time, maybe around noon, we'll start to get practices over and you get your post-game stuff. And that's generally, because media, you know, you're not invited in to watch practice. So it's not like anybody can physically see Julius and what he's doing. But... Tom Thibodeau usually gives the update, and each day the update has been through this week's practice, he's progressing every day, progressing, but still not clear for contact, doing some things but not everything with the team on the court. I kind of feel like today is the day where we're, we're going to need to hear that he did everything because 
if you're going to run him through a practice to see how the next day how he feels, that's generally what it's about. Okay, go through the practice, see how you feel, and if you get through it, now tomorrow we'll see how that ankle feels, and if you're okay, we're good to go. You wouldn't do that on Friday because the game is Saturday. So I feel like today is an important day to see whether or not Julius Randle's going to be available. But gut feeling, knowing Randle, he would have played all 82 without this injury. He's not a guy that likes to sit. I think he'll make himself available to his team if he physically can at whatever percentage he is. But we really got to – I think we need to know today how much he participated to get a feel for his availability for game one. Talking to Knicks pre- and post-game host Alan Hahn on Greeny. And, Hahn, I, I got to ask this question because the backdrop to this series is what happened – uh, this past summer with Donovan Mitchell and the speculation that the New York Knicks were interested in trading uh, uh, trading for him from the Utah Jazz. They ultimately missed out. Cleveland got him. How important is it for Leon Rose and Tibbs to get this win in this series, knowing that they were one of the teams that had a shot at being able to land Donovan Mitchell? Yeah, I, have, I can tell you this. Tibbs is not on his radar. He, you know, He's passed that stuff as a coach. That's all he cares about. All he's caring about now is how to stop Donovan Mitchell, at least slow him down. But I do think organizationally, this series, you know, like you need to exercise the ghost of Donovan Mitchell. We all remember not only did they decide not to trade for him, and and everybody thinks that, you know, the the Cavs came in and made a trade, and they made a trade because the Knicks all summer kind of dragged their feet throughout this process. They had every opportunity to get a deal done. They didn't do it, so I choose to use the words chose not to make the trade mm. for the price that it was going to cost. But that aside, let's also go back a few years in the draft, and let's remember that in the draft, they also passed on him. So this is twice now. Third time around, you face him in the playoffs. You lose to him in the playoff now, that's a narrative that won't go away. And a guy to watch in this series is a guy that was front and center in all the trade talks, and that's R.J. Barrett. See if he's got a chip on his shoulder to prove that the Knicks made the right move. Alan, just for clarification, that was the Nilakina draft. Am I am I right? Did you have to bring that up? I mean, I, <laughs> I you just, know, people I just, could have just, looked that up. I, just, I didn't I just, need to. The, the Knicks I, passed I, on I, I Donovan didn't need Mitchell to go back Frank to go, Nilakina. That, you know, it's not important right now, Chris. You know, okay. That's the right. old news. Okay. All right. I'll <laughs> let it go. I'll let it go. I'll let it go. Knicks Cavaliers <laughs> game one Saturday five thirty Eastern on ESPN ESPN Radio ninety eight seven ESPN. A couple of more with Alan Hahn real quick. Of Barton Hahn ninety eight seven ESPN in New York. Uh, Hahn, if the Knicks win this series, what will be the reason? To me, will be their depth. I think the fact that you can throw waves of defenders at Donovan Mitchell at Josh Hart trade was such a critical piece. It's not really talked about a lot outside of New York, but uh, all the moves made at the trade deadline. Obviously, Kevin Durant's the best piece that was traded at the deadline. I'm not going to argue that. But Josh Hart, you talk about a, a piece that unlocked the team. It was him. He played, played faster, more fast break points, points off turnovers. He has been part of that. But an underlying uh, addition to his acquisition is that now Quentin Grimes, the second-year guy who starts, who takes on the other team's best wing scores every game, you don't have to just rely on one guy. Now when he maybe he gets in foul trouble, maybe he just needs a couple of minutes on the bench to catch his breath, Josh Hart comes in and you don't have a drop-off when it comes to defending 
Donovan Mitchell. I think that's a critical piece. Then there's Emmanuel Quickly, who's going to be one of the six men of the year candidates for this season, who's had an outstanding second half of the year, can come in and score and do a lot of things. you got him. And Isaiah Hardenstein at the center position. When the Knicks were in the playoffs two years ago, they were outplayed by the Hawks, mainly because Clint Capella dominated the series for Atlanta. Why? Mitchell Robinson was injured, could not play, and Nerlens Noel was the backup center and wasn't really impactful. Now you've got two centers who are very good defensively in different ways, and Hardenstein brings a lot of good passing ability as well. So when you have that kind of depth, you should win a series. And I think their depth is better than the Cavs' depth. So the stars are going to always equal out. Randall's presence is obviously a very important thing. But if I'm going beyond the obvious, to me, guys, they win the series because of their depth. So, Han, I need you to look at the Western Conference right now, the first-round series. Carlin and I have a little wager going on between the Grizzlies and the Lakers. I've got the Lakers winning that series Uh or the Grizz in seven, and Carlin has the Grizz winning in in four, five, or six games. Now, what's on the line is a bottle of Johnny Walker Blue. Who should feel most confident in their position in this bet? Well, Chris, I, I hope you've already purchased the bottle. Therefore, it's just less time that you have to then hand it over to your partner. Because wow. if, that, if you think the Lakers are winning in seven, seven. So, so you've ignored LeBron talking about the ankle that's barking and the heavy minutes that he's had to log. Think about this. They wouldn't have won that series in seven. They would have had to have won it in eight. They'd have to win that series in five, with five wins because they had to win a game just to get there. That's a lot of extra mileage on your most important player. Start there. And then there's, of course, the defensive player of the year candidate who might win it in Triple J, Jalen Jackson Jr. Like, he, if I'm him, the Xavier Tillman stuff, no, you ain't guarding him. I got Anthony Davis. That's me. I'm checking him. So there's a lot of mismatches to look at in this series. And I'm just going to ask you, Chris, that a bottle of blue that you feel confident in the supporting cast that the Lakers rebuilt, and none of them have really a lot of postseason or any postseason experience at all. So you're believing in those guys making big shots when they need to. Yeah, just because they can't be any worse than what I saw on Tuesday night. So I, I'm, I'm betting that they will be better. <laughs> they will be better in round one of the postseason. Well, maybe you don't hate fat people hey, after all, on. Save me a tip. No, save me a sip, Carlin. Wow. You got it. Wow. Alan Hahn, I've always loved that guy. He he gives us the insight on the Knicks and the Western Conference. And again, you don't hate fat people. It's okay, Hahn. I will let you off the hook on that. Thanks, brother. Take care. Barton Hahn on 98.7 ESPN in New York and MSG Network. It's Kenty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. You're a little surprised he went that way, aren't you? Seems like very that. surprised, yeah. very surprised, especially with Dr. Dre, Andre Stelling coming on with us yesterday while we were on Greeny and him feeling good about my position. So a little surprised that Han went the other way. All right. So we're tied one, one there coming up. We want your calls. 888-729-3776. 888-SAY-ESPN. Which NBA team has the most pressure on them to win in round one? Our answers are going to surprise you. Get on the horn right now, 888-729-3776. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. 
Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Greeny, the podcast. Real pressure in the first round to get wins in the NBA postseason. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny, coming to you live from the seaport, brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. Canty, for me, it's the Knicks in the Eastern Conference. You know, I mentioned 23 years. They've won one playoff series in that stretch. Tom Thibodeau, Leon Rose have been here for a few years now. They got to the playoffs uh, during the pandemic did not get there last year. At some point here, you have to start to reap the benefits of what the process has been here the last couple of years, especially when they didn't make the Donovan Mitchell trade last year. Oh, there's no doubt about it. And as Han pointed out, this ain't the first time that the Knicks have passed on Donovan Mitchell. If you go back to the draft that Donovan Mitchell was in, the Knicks decided that they were going to take Frank Nilakina with the eighth overall pick and let Donovan Mitchell slide to the 13th overall pick. So that ain't exactly great when it comes to your organization having a chance not once but twice to get a transformative star and deciding that they were going to pass on him. So, yeah, there's a lot of pressure on them to exercise those demons because by all accounts, Donovan Mitchell wanted to be in New York. His family has ties to the area. And you decided that you were going to drag your feet, which opened the door for the Cleveland Cavs to step in there and execute that trade with Utah. So there's a ton of pressure on the Knicks. But if we're going to talk about teams that have pressure on them to win their first-round series, Mm. to me it's the Phoenix Suns. With Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Chris Paul, they've got to get this done. And they're going up against a shorthanded L.A. Clippers team, no Paul George, for the first-round series. If for whatever reason – they don't get out of round one, and all of a sudden the epic failings of Kevin Durant in Brooklyn are are, are also going to be a part of the narrative and what follows his career in the post-Golden State era 
of uh, of Durant's basketball legacy. So I, I just there's a lot of pressure on the Phoenix Suns and Kevin Durant to get out of round one. If you lose to the Clippers without Paul George, that's tough. That that yeah. is that is a tough one. And, and you could not be more right about that. Let's hit the calls at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. The NBA teams with the most pressure to win in round one, Swift in California. First up, ESPN Radio. Swift, what's going on? Hey, how you doing today? Good. How are you, bud? Wonderful. Beautiful day in the desert. No rain, nothing but sunshine. I got the Sacramento Kings. Hmm. You know, long time since they made the playoffs. They've got a, you know... Guys that should have made the All Star team that haven't, and it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I don't but, buy uh, it. All California teams in. Uh, Canty, yeah. I don't. I don't buy it with the Kings having pressure. Appreciate the call because they're back in the postseason. They won the division. People feel good about it. If they lose to Golden State, nobody's going to be screaming and yelling. Nobody's going to trip if the Sacramento Kings lose to the Golden State Warriors, who are the reigning defending world champions. Might I add, nobody's going to trip. Everybody's excited to be here. They ended the longest playoff drought in North American team sports. What was it, 16 years and running? Mm-hmm. So they finally exercised that demon. They, they got back into the postseason. I think everybody will count that as a win. As a matter of fact, big fella, this is the first time that all four California teams made the playoffs. It's the first time it's ever wow. happened. Wow. And, and Sacramento is – you know, you're talking about the Kings being the highest of all of the seeds. Think about that. <laughs> who, had, who had that on the bingo card? <laughs> nobody. <laughs> nobody. Nobody. This season is a slam dunk home run for the Kings if they don't do anything else. If you had that, go buy the Powerball ticket. Paul, up next on ESPN Radio. Paul, what do you got, bud? I have the Celtics just because of the way they ended the season. How yeah, so? That's a good one. Yeah. I mean, when you're saying that, Paul, I, I, I get it, but do you – here's my thing with the Celtics, Canty. Do we think they're going to lose? Do we really think there's a realistic – like, when I, when I talk about that pressure, like, I don't think there's a realistic chance that the Celtics are going to lose in round one. Now, if they, If it was the Miami Heat, I would say it, it would be an yes. interesting series because those two faced off in the Eastern Conference Finals last year and it went seven. Right. The Atlanta Hawks, no shot. No. Like, no shot. And I'm glad I'm glad that Trey Young finally got a chance to beat the Miami Heat and he played well. He didn't shoot, you know, thirty two percent from the field and and score fifteen points like like he does with his averages against the Miami Heat in his career. He actually played well and his team won. Big. I mean, they beat the Heat from pillar to post. I have no illusions about what this Atlanta Hawks team is capable of doing in round one against the Boston Celtics. This is going to be a series that gets over with in a hurry. I'm not saying it's a sweep, but I'd be surprised if it goes six or seven games. Even if the Hawks won game one, the Celtics wouldn't really truly start to feel it, I think, until they faced an elimination game or were, you know, if they got down two games to none or something like that. Yeah, I'm with you, but now here's what, what's interesting about what Paul had to say. I mean, I do think there's a tremendous amount of pressure on the Celtics in this playoffs, and that's because if they don't come close to winning a championship, then all of a sudden there become serious questions about what happens with Jalen Brown's future. Is that some place that he wants to stay, or does he want to move away from that franchise and move away from the city of Boston? So I, I think all of that stuff – 
is on the table if the Celtics don't go on a deep playoff run. We'll hear more from you in moments. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Which NBA teams have the most pressure on them to win in round one? It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio in for Greeny. Will the Ravens let Odell Beckham Jr. answer questions about Lamar Jackson today? Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Greeny, the podcast. There are two people in this world who don't know it yet, but they are going to have a bad afternoon. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app in for Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Why do I say that? Well, after the show, I am flying uh, down to Charlotte, and I'll do the show from there tomorrow and, and doing the South Carolina spring game this weekend mm-hmm. on ESPN Plus with Roman Harper. And so I just got my seat assignment, Canty, and it is uh, the letter, it is 9E on my flight, Ooh, which means that's not good. middle D seat. is in the middle, so that's D-E-F. That's, that's no bueno for whoever's <laughs> sitting to the inside or the outside of you. That's, that's all bad. That's not good. No, I, would, to, I feel worse for the person that's sitting in F because they've got yes. the window seat. Yep. So they're essentially boxed in. At least the person that's sitting in D They've got an aisle, so they've got some more room to stretch out. That person in that window seat, man, they're going to be crammed in like a like a sardines in a can. I feel I feel bad for them. Yeah, they're about to have a tough day. I, yeah. I mean, I might just turn with an evil laugh if they tap me on the shoulder and ask to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, I mean, here's That's the deal. Not happening. Like, like you've got to give them the stare down pre-flight and just let them know I'm going to be comfortable, meaning you. <laughs> So it's probably in your best interest that you talk to the flight attendants and see if they can move you around. 
I, I do have that, a ten- that that would be best for all involved. I do have a tendency to just apologize beforehand. You yeah. know, as they get to the row, they look at their uh, boarding pass and they realize what they're about to walk into. Yeah. I just look right up at, up at them and say, "I'm I'm sorry." You know, the people I really can't stand though are the folks that recognize that you're an oversized individual in a bad situation because you got a middle seat, mm. and they try to put the armrest down when you already put it up when you got there yeah. because you needed the extra room. Yeah, like that's the part. Like I don't like to me that's 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 not even passive aggressive. That's aggressive aggressive. Yes, and I take issue with that. I, I don't like those kind of people, and I would. I would just ask our listeners to ask themselves tough questions when they look in the mirror. Are you that person that tries to put the armrest down when the person that's seated next to you needs it up because they're oversized? Because if you're that kind of person, you're a bad, bad individual. You really really are. are. You really are. I think you have to examine who you are if that's the first thing that you do. If yeah. you're going to make sure that there is a divider and that no part of me can even possibly come in your zip code, you're asking for it. At that well, point, well, here's the thing. There's no divider, though, because the armrest literally well, will not go down because of my size right. or your size. So you're using the armrest at that point as a weapon to attack me. Yes. Like, like, that's what I'm saying. It's like you, you, I get that some people might look at it as an invasion in the personal space, but you're on an airplane. Is no personal space. You're well, breathing recycled air. We're all just trying to get where we're going. So why don't you be a good neighbor and recognize that the person seated next to me might have some needs that I don't. And you be considerate and you leave the armrest up. Putting the armrest down when you're sitting in the aisle or you're sitting in the window is just plain selfish. You know what to it the is? the person that's in the middle. I'll tell you what it is. It's an what act of it? war. It's an act of war. You have just declared war on me for this flight, and I can guarantee you it is not going to go well for you. But that's the thing. I don't even know if it's an act of war. It's, it's, it's literally assault. <laughs> like you're, you're assaulting me with the armrest at that point. <laughs> like I, I, like I, I, mean, I, I feel like it should be against the law. My goal, if you do that, it should be to get you thrown off the plane, to make you so mad that you <laughs> cause an incident. That's what I want. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Which NBA team has the most pressure on them in round one? Bruce is up next on ESPN Radio. Bruce, what do you got, bud? ESPN 106.1, Richmond, Virginia, coming to you guys. Carlin, Canty. Look, without question, it's a layup of an answer, pun intended. It's the 76ers. I'm going to give you extra credit. I'm going to give you round one, round two, Eastern Conference Finals, and the chip. Because Embiid has the opportunity to join three select centers to go down in Hall of Fame history with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Will Chamberlain, and Moses Malone from Petersburg. You want that on your mantle. You want that on your mantle. This is what this is about. It's the 76ers. This is a layup of an answer. You it's not a layup of an answer because they're not going to lose to Brooklyn. Thanks for the call. Durant's gone. The, the Brooklyn has been a nice story to play the way they have. Canty, I, I don't see any scenario in which Brooklyn wins that series. 
No, I don't. I think Brooklyn is scrappy and well coached, so I think it'll be six games, five or six games. Mm-hmm. But that that's about it. This is not going to be a seven-game series because the Sixers are just a better team. The Sixers have more firepower. So depending on whether or not Joel Embiid and company decide to play with their food will determine how long it's going to go. But I don't think there's a ton of pressure on them because I don't look at the Nets as a team that's viable in the second season. With those teams – like the Sixers or the Celtics, the pressure doesn't hit until they face an elimination game in a in first round. That, that's yeah, it I would agree with you on that one, but I do think that after we get out of round one, that's when the pressure will hit for both the Celtics and the Sixers, presumably if they both win, because they'll be playing each other. Orlando, and That's when the rubber will meet the road. Orlando is next on ESPN Radio. Orlando, who you got? Who's got the most pressure on him? All right, appreciate you guys. Appreciate getting through. Um, I enjoy you guys back and forth. I feel um, Phoenix has a lot of pressure on them just because they made it to the finals uh, like a few years back, and then they got the KD trade. Um, they let it go a lot of valuable pieces. You see how Mikael Bridges is doing, uh, doing what he's doing over there with the Nets. They could wind up shocking somebody. Hey, you never know what's, what's going to happen in these finals, in these uh, playoffs. So I wouldn't count them that short. But, um, yeah, I feel Phoenix has, has a lot of pressure. Look, I, I can't disagree. They gave up a haul. They gave up a haul for KD. What was it? You're talking about four first-round draft picks, Cam Johnson and Mikael Bridges? Mm-hmm. That's a lot, dog. Yeah. That's a lot. Like, that is a win-now move. You're basically saying caution to the win, future be damned. We're trying to win it right now while we got Chris Paul still on his last legs. D-Book in his prime, and DeAndre Ayton moving into his prime. We're trying to get this done right now, and this is the piece that can get us over the top. If you don't get out of round one, you know how embarrassing that would be for the new ant owner, Matt Ishbia? Think about that. This, this was a move that he pushed through. This was his, him putting his signature, his imprint on the franchise. Think about how embarrassing that would be if your team got bounced in round one with KD in your first year of ownership when you told the entire basketball world you going for it. That would be brutal. What round does the pressure this year come off Phoenix? The conference finals? Yeah, you got to get to the finals. Yeah, four. agreed. All yeah. right. We have had Kenny or Canty, so that means I got to get yeah. mine. Yeah, Kenny and Canty was sweeping the nation, but now it's time for the new wave, which is, big fellow, Carlin or Carl out. Hello. With all the stories in the world of sports. And there's so much more to go. It's time to find out if Carlin is in or out. Are you in or are you out? This is Carlin or Carl out. Lightning round version. Cam Pratt is our host. Go. All right. Carlin, are you Carlin or Carl out? On the Texans not taking a quarterback at number two. I'm Carl out. I don't buy it for a second. I absolutely, 100% believe that C.J. Stroud will be their quarterback, Canty. Yeah, I'm Carl out on that one, too. C.J. Stroud is too good to pass up on. I think Bryce Young is too good to pass up on, too. So, no matter what direction the Carolina Panthers go at one, the Texans have to take the next quarterback on the board, and it's going to be a guy that's transformative for that franchise. Next. All right, DeAndre Hopkins will head to New York since they missed out on OBJ. Canty, are you Carl in or Carl out on DeAndre Hopkins as a Jet? I'm Carl out on Hopkins as a Jet. I, 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 I Listen, it's something about it that's spicy, but that's a lot of money. You're talking about a $19 million salary in 2023 and having to commit to him financially for the next two years. 
I don't think the Jets are there. They, they, they've got a, a number one receiver in Garrett Wilson, and they paid Alan Lazard like a quality number two. I don't think they're going down that road. They signed Miko Harmon in free agency. I think they're set there. They're not going to commit that kind of money to the receiver position. I'm Carl out. I don't see them also giving up a second or a third round pick after they make the Aaron Rodgers trade and give up those draft assets. I don't see all of that happening. Next. Carlin, the Pelicans would have been a title contender this year with a healthy Zion Williamson. Are you Carlin or Carl out on that? Oh, I'm Carlin on that with Ingram and with CJ McCollum. Yeah, absolutely. They would have been a, a contender. And that's what makes it all the more heartbreaking that it's so hard to get to see this guy on the court. Yeah, I'm Carlin with all of the parody in the Western Conference. Zion could have tipped the scales for the Pelicans. So yeah, they would have absolutely been a contender had he been healthy, but we could say that for the Pelicans the last few seasons, and it just seems like the guy's not going to be healthy. So I, it's frustrating, but yeah, they would have been a contender. Canty, Damian Lillard will play for another team either this upcoming or next season. Are you Carlin or Carl out on that? I'm Carlin on that one. I think Damian Lillard's time in Portland has come to an end, and we're going to hear more chatter about this throughout the NBA playoffs. And ultimately this summer, Damian Lillard is going to pick his destination, work with the Portland Trailblazers on trying to get there and execute a trade. I, I don't see him in Portland uh, in 2023, 2024, just because I don't think the Blazers will be a contender in 2023, 2024. Uh, I'm Carlin on that. I would expect that he either gets moved at the deadline this coming year or after this coming season. But I do think he will be there this year because I think the Blazers are going to try to add veterans this offseason their GM said as much the other day the Rays are 12 and 0 and one win away from the hottest start to a season at 13 and 0 since 1900 the uh, 1884 St. Louis Maroons hold that record they started their season 20 and 0 so they've got the Red Sox this afternoon and they've got the Blue Jays tomorrow I believe Carlin are you Carlin or Carl out on the Rays winning two more games and setting the record since the 20th century for a 14 and 0 start I'm Carl out on the length of that question, but I'm Carl in on it happening. (laughs) I do think, Canty, that the Rays will get it done and they will challenge the Maroons. Yeah, I think the Rays will get it done. They've hit more home runs than runs that they've allowed on the season. Think about that. (laughs) Through 12 games, we've hit more home runs than runs actually allowed, than runs that other teams have scored. We've hit more home runs. Yeah. The, the Rays are going to set this record. The Rays are the nemesis of the New York Yankees. They're going to be the thorn in my side for the rest of the baseball season, but they're damn good. I got to admit it. I love that music in the background for Carlin Carlout, too, by the way. That's yeah, it's got cool. a weekend at Bernie's feel to it. <laughs> it does. It does. I was kind of bopping about it. It has a weekend at Bernie's kind of feel. Now, are you a weekend at Bernie's or weekend at Bernie's too? I actually like the sequel more than the original. I, I celebrate the entire uh, weekend at Bernie's catalog. I, okay, I believe gotcha. in all of it. Yeah, I, gotcha. I think it's Jonathan Silverman continues to get overlooked in his career, and it's so disappointing to me. Canty, what are we going to hear today from Odell when he talks about Lamar Jackson? Uh, I don't know. I mean, knowing the Ravens, they're probably going to try to say, you know, tell the, the the press to limit their questions to Odell about what they're going to do in the 2023 draft. They're not going to ask about Lamar, right? They don't <laughs> want to talk about Lamar because he's not there right now. So we're going to ask Odell about questions about the draft rather than asking Odell about questions 
with the quarterback that's going to potentially be thrown and passing. Yeah, I mean, it's not like there was an Instagram post that Odell put out there with a picture of him and Lamar Jackson. Why would they ever possibly ask him about it, please? Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.